he and my mom used to wear a necklace with five little uh, charms and each charm was a stone that they chose representing us. So I was a little pearl and um, my brothers all had their own stones and they used to carry it around their neck. And we used to carry our own as well in a little gold chain. So for me, jewelry is really about this special meaning occasion something that you carry with you like a talisman and um, yeah it was developed <laughs> pretty much like this welcome to screw it just do it brought to you by startup you inspiring educating and connecting the startup community to help you make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin Mentor, and founder of Startup U, the regional delivery partner for Virgin Startup. Each episode provides the story of an entrepreneur who talks us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. This podcast is brought to you by Barclays Eagle Labs. National Network of Eagle Labs provides entrepreneurs, individuals, and ambitious businesses with the space, tools, and confidence to innovate and scale. Barclays offers co-working and office space, structured mentoring, events designed to help businesses grow, industry and corporate transformation, and access to new and emerging technologies. To date, they have 18 locations, helping 378 businesses with 1,380 co-workers. Go to labs.uk.barclays. Welcome to episode 96 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell. And on today's show, I welcome Adriana Chide to the show. So Adriana creates jewellery. She was originally uh, born and brought up in Brazil, uh, did her training in Italy, and has now been living in London in 2018. So she comes from an entrepreneurial background. Her father and all of her siblings, of which I believe there's five of them, uh, all entrepreneurs, which is which is pretty unusual, pretty amazing, um, and very much a story of in taking inspiration from travel, taking inspiration from everything that she she finds around her, um, and creating something, an art form. Um, in the form of jewellery. She's very much in the early stages of of launching this business, um, but she has tested a lot of different things, which I thought you might find interesting, um, from her marketing, from her sales channels. Um, And 2019 is shaping up to be a a very exciting year for her. Um, We talk about the support networks that are out there, how you get that, be that through your family, be that through friends, making new friends, um, putting yourself out there and getting out from behind the laptop, going to different events, such as a Screw Just Do It event, of course. Um, and an awesomely successful recent one in London. And now we've got last two of the year, November the 27th in Manchester with Piers Linney, Candy Kittens, um, Snaffling Pig, Rachel Vosper, Change Please, and Tarzier Spirit. And then we've got Ted Baker, founder Ray Kelvin himself, nobody else, just Ray, on November the 29th in Bournemouth. And then very much it'll be a time to 
uh, review and plan for 2019. Would love to know who you'd like to listen to on the show, um, who you'd like to see at an event. It's at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Do let me know and would love to hear from you um, with the review section on iTunes. Please let me know. Uh, means a hell of a lot to me to know what you guys think about the show, what we're doing well, what we're do- not doing so well, what we can improve on. Um, and without further ado, we're going to dive into this week's episode. So this is Adriana Chide, um, has a jewellery business that she's recently launched, this urban collection, which has been inspired by movement encounters and connections that she's found in London since moving here. So without further ado, let's start up. So Adriana, um, can you tell me, I believe you were born in Brazil, but you, you finished your education in Italy, and now you're living in the UK. Where do you consider home? <laughs> uh, that's a tough first one. Hmm. Um, okay, so I still consider Brazil my home. It's definitely a place where I can um, feel to- totally comfortable language, um, people, Mm-hmm. weather yeah but have been traveling a lot for the past years i'm used to to create my own home habitat whatever it goes so yeah also uk now it starts to mean home but it, I've, I've been here for seven months only so oh okay i didn't realize it was only only seven months okay and is that all in london Yes, all in London. Okay. Um, and what was your, your child like, childhood like in Brazil growing up then? Do you, do you come from an entrepreneurial background as well? Or is this the, the first um, people within your family who've started their own business? Um, my dad had quite uh, entrepreneurial skills. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are five children. Uh, I'm the fourth. And... Um, Basically, we are all entrepreneurs. Really? No way. <laughs> yes. Uh, me and awesome. my sister, we work more uh, towards arts, create, creative industry, mm-hmm. and then three brothers a little bit more um, into into uh, engineering, investments, and uh, construction. But everyone kind of following our own path. <laughs> yeah. And what, what, what does your mother think of that? Uh, well, she's very, very supportive to, she encourages us a lot to, to follow our dreams. And I think we, we're very uh, free, loose. So I think it suits everyone at home to, to kind of go after, go after our dreams. Yeah. The, yeah. And and what about um, your father? Did did he always think that all of you would start their own businesses, um, or did he ever try and push you the opposite way and, and go into employment instead? Uh, well, I think his dream was that we ended up working together. Maybe not everyone in the same company, but his dream was to have a big family he wanted six children so um, he, uh, we come from a Lebanese um, in heritage from his part so we have this very strong community family 
um, feeling and he taught us this very 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 strongly since we were young so um, I guess because actually today was supposed to be his birthday and but he passed away 10 years ago so it's oh. a very special day I bet yeah uh, and um, when when he was still alive we were a little bit following already our own ways I was only 18 it was when I first founded the brand and uh, he he liked a lot the idea I think today he would be really proud of everyone I bet and uh, so yeah. so before before he died you'd already started out on this path then essentially had you yes yes I remember I was going to university uh, I was choosing between architecture and design and then I remember I called him and I said uh that I think I want to be a jewelry designer. I was 17, 16 to 17, and mm -hmm. he was like, he was so happy. I was a little bit afraid of his reaction, and he was really, <laughs> really happy. He said, I think it just suits you perfectly, and I think you should go for it. That's um, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what's the, what were the kind of initial first steps that you did um, when, you, when you were starting out? Had you already designed some jewellery yourself? Had you done that from, from a little girl or was it um, since you were 16, 17? Uh, no, my family says when I was 10, 12, I was already okay. buying some beads and turning mm -hmm. into bracelets, trying to sell it cool or to family <laughs> and wearing my own. I guess I always, yeah, I always had that within me. More like a bijou, like accessory, of course. I couldn't work with real metal back then. Yeah. But then, as soon as I started university, which I was 18, I also started some jewelry making courses. And from there, uh, the real jewelry path began. Okay. And do you know where the inspiration came from with regards to um, becoming a jewellery designer? Was it something that you discovered whilst at school or was it something at home that you'd seen, um, like your mother's jewellery, for example? I don't know. <laughs> it was inside home. Again, ah. um, my dad, coming from a Lebanese family, used to, to present, to gift to my mom jewellery in all special occasions. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, every time a child was born, he was yeah. giving her jewelry with a special stone um, that today it's like our um, heritage jewelry. Yeah. That's how we call it. Right? And um, I guess my passion started from seeing how special and important those jewelry were for them because it symbolized uh, the born, the the birth of a new child, or mm. you know, marriage anniversary, and um, and there's another story which is um, he he and my mom used to wear a necklace with five little uh, charms, and each charm was a stone that they chose representing us. So I was a little. Pearl and um, my brothers all had their own stones mm -hmm. and they used to carry it around their neck and we used to carry our own as well in a little gold chain so for mm. me jewelry is really about this 
special meaning occasion something that you carry with you like a talisman mm -hmm. and, um, yeah it was developed <laughs> pretty much like this that's a really cool story love it um yeah and and when you would say deciding to go from actually turning it into a full-time business um did you do initially go straight from school to university and then continue doing that part-time while it was at university? What was the kind of timeline for you? Yeah, so from my 18 to 21, 22, I was studying in the evening and having my part-time, I wouldn't say business because it was more like a hobby. Yeah. I was living with my parents, so um, I was doing it part-time, yes. Um, developing, I was still very young, but I, I had a blog, which was just the beginning of this whole influencer era that we're living now. But um, mm -hmm. so 10, 11, uh, 10 to 11 years ago, it was something very new. Yeah. And in, and in this blog, I used to post something about tendencies and uh, street style and then my own jewelry things like that. That was my way of communication with the mm. world. Yeah. And uh, it was only when I graduated that I traveled, that I came to Europe for six months to do a backpack trip. And um, I ended up in Copenhagen having uh, my first like international experience with another designer. So I was helping her in her studio workshop. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to Brazil. So that was one year after my graduation and I launched my first collection, so 2012. And I was in Brazil during one year, then I came to Europe again to study in Paris. Um, then I went back to Brazil again, I did another collection. So my life hmm. in the past four or five years has been a little bit like this. Yeah. And uh, because of all this traveling, I couldn't really um, uh, create um, roots for the brand. I was always traveling, collecting inspiration, stones, setting up a new collection. Then I would launch it, mm -hmm. travel again. And... Um, Three years ago, then I went to Italy to do a master's degree in jewelry design. I had a few experiences with other brands, which were really, really, really nice, really helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm, I consider myself back on track uh, since March this year. Yeah. So, yeah, like full time, uh, <laughs> full commitment and finally a place to stay. I wouldn't say permanently, but uh, yeah, at least for a few years, maybe mm -hmm. a lot of years. So officially, I think six months. Okay. And did you did you keep the blog? Did you keep the blog? <laughs> um, I will say no, so people won't look online <laughs> to find it. I couldn't take it online because uh, put it offline because I don't remember the password anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Got but it you. is, it's too online and my sister sometimes send me something that she finds and I'm like, oh my God, so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Mm. And, and what do you find is the best is the best route to market for you then? For once, once you've launched the collection, how do you go about spreading the word um, about your, 
your products? Well, um, I'm testing a lot. Uh, during these last six months because, of course, I moved from Italy to a different country, different language. My website wasn't even in English. So right. um, I guess I just just finished setting everything up. Um, I'm trying social media. I think Instagram is what works the best for me to have something between a mood board and... Uh, sales channel mm. it's, it's going good it's growing a lot and um, helps really really um, to create brand awareness mm. um, I also post I, I use stories to, to, to share a little bit of about the journey of the jewelry so from the sketches to production because I make every piece my on my own so um, it's a very long process and a lot of people just don't know how it happens and they, they are very curious about it. So sometimes I also uh, enjoy posting a little bit about this process there. Mm. Um, email marketing is actually a very good um, tool. Of course, you, you have a co the covert conversion rate uh, rates, mm. which sometimes can be a little bit... Um, <laughs> tough to look at but I think creating yeah. um, a very consistent uh, email marketing and not so sales pitch but something that people would actually enjoy losing one two minutes looking at yeah yeah about um, telling your story yeah exactly telling mm. stories showing some news um, trying to understand which are their needs so Christmas time the gift guide or ideas that you can um, present people to. Um, and uh, recently I've been participating of a pop-up shop here in Mary Lebon High Street in London, which so far has been the best has choice. It? Yeah. yeah. So it's a place for only independent designers. Yeah. And... Um, we work there a few days a week, each one of us, which allow us to, to meet customers and talk to people. And when they're interested, share, the, share our, our stories, mm. which is really nice. And uh, it has been going really, really good. So I guess the, the mouth to mouth and in-person kind of thing is still works better for me at the moment mm. because you create brand awareness you show people what you do but when you're actually there and you can um, talk to them show them I think a simple object uh, gains life and they actually fell in love with your story or with the story behind the collection or with the where you took the piece, the the stone from maybe from Brazil for from a travel to Morocco, mm. and actually like it so much. Um, so this, I think, for the moment, this is the best marketing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And it, and is is part of the plan to have your own shop, or you, 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 were you originally thinking more online sales, and now the pop up shop is maybe made you think more physical space um, or combination 
Well, I think for the moment, uh, while it's still a little bit too soon to open my own, yeah. I think pop-up shops are uh, a good um, a good bet for me, especially when Christmas is coming mm. um, and in places where you have actually people passing the whole time. But my plan is to open a small uh, atelier shop in somewhere nice in London. Yeah, that's my dream and goal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Excellent. And are you already thinking in your industry, Christmas, given that we're, we're, we're speaking now in the, the end of September, it's very much uh, yeah. on the horizon. Yes, yes. Uh, I started planning basically in August. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it's a very, very competitive time. So everyone starts really early to plan it, especially in terms of production and collection. I finished designing it in the end of July to be photographed in August. Okay. Um, so we have time to to get all the pictures, start to market, market, do the marketing and uh, now choose the best um, sales channels so like pop-up shops and uh, collaborating with uh, influencers, with other shops who might become the stockists for Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So everything has to be done with two, three months before beforehand. Okay. And and with regards to that strategy, have you already targeted, been in contact with particular influencers for, for influencer marketing? Interested to know? Um, yeah, so actually this month as well, I've, I've hired a PR, which is helping me a lot because... Mm -hmm. Um, again, having to, to control the whole production, everything else, um, it's really helpful to have someone who knows about this world of influencers and can make the contact, show, uh, show the pieces, pictures, everything. Mm -hmm. uh, we, are, we are currently talking to a few, nothing settled yet. I wish I had one or two names. Yeah. But uh, soon, soon I will have something more established. Cool, yeah. you will. <laughs> and, um, and last, last kind of questions for you, Adrina, is um, what? It must be a crowded marketplace that you're in, the, the jewelry space. What makes you stand out, or what have you tried to do to to make your jewelry stand out from from others out there? Well, um, I think first of all, uh, design-wise, I've always liked um, to be out of the fast fashion world. So what I do, I think about uh, being timeless in terms of design and uh, being able to fit a, a woman's wardrobe uh, if they're 25 or 45 years old, if they go a lot to the gym or if they work 12 hours per day. So something that can be with women every moment of their lives and their routine. Um, and then as well, um, the whole thing about being handmade, like 100% handmade, uh, makes it so so much more ex exclusive. Uh, I guess this is my um, 
strongest point. A lot of people don't realize uh, the difference between something handmade and something that they would go to a shop and maybe a hundred thousand other people who have the same and it was done by a machine and the stones are glued they're not really set setted yeah um but i think it has been changing a lot this this is low fashion world and sustainability um i, I also work a lot with um sustainable methods so keeping a low stock using recycled recycled gold um, using smaller suppliers so this is all part of the brand story and it's something I really want to keep forever it's it's really the pillar something that I that I truly believe so I think those are my my strong points and um, but it is really a crowded uh, marketplace <laughs> it is hard until yeah. you, you can really reach your target people who are after this uh, art jewelry you know it's i actually have a very uh, minimalist design so it's nothing really extravagant but um it is more related to art than it is to fashion mm-hmm. um so I think this is this is the story and this is what I try to, to tell people through social media, email marketing and when I can actually meet my clients as well. That's great. And um, just to finish up, um, any any advice given that your um, the, the timing of where you are in your journey um, to anyone looking to to start up or begin to try and grow that initial business that they've already launched. What's been really helpful to you? A couple of um, quick, quick, quick wins that you found. Yeah. Uh, first of all you really have to believe in what you're doing and it has to be something related to passion Mm -hmm. because it helps in the moments of struggle. Um, Second of all, um, surround yourself with people who support you and who you cheer you up when you're down. That's also really, really important. Um, People who see you have a talent for that and say, don't give up or just keep on doing you're doing great it's like mm. a marathon yeah um and study your market try to find really which which is the niche uh and the good that you that you will do within your your capabilities so your possibilities i think um, might be a bit cheesy but when you're actually doing something good uh, you just don't just don't think about the money but you're actually enjoying the journey and you you're thinking about the planet as well mm-hmm. um, I mean doing something more sustainable or organically uh, driven uh, I think all those things together they they help but uh, of course plan study um, next stages so you don't get get lost on the on the way yeah. Those are, yeah, those are the things that keep me up. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate to all of those. So, um, especially staying up. Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you very much indeed um, for your time. Thank you, Alex. And, uh, and I wish you all the very best um, with your business you. um, for the rest of this year and, and beyond. Thank you so much. Uh, me too. Thank you for the interview. It's uh, lovely to 
to be one of those speaking. I usually listen and it has been really inspiring. So thank you so much for having me. So Adriana continues the theme of travel that seems to have uh, permeated the last few episodes of the show that we've recorded. Um, born and brought up in, in Brazil, um, did a training in, in Italy and then now living in uh, in London, England. So a couple of the things I wanted to pick up on was support. Obviously had a very supportive family, um, entrepreneur, uh, is in her veins. Entrepreneurship is in her veins. Um, in her DNA, every single one of her siblings as well, um, an entrepreneur, which is which has got to be pretty unusual, I'm sure. Um, but fantastic to to hear about. I'm sure everyone has a an equally interesting story. So, thinking about where you you get your support from, do you have a support network? If you don't have um, such a close-knit family as, as Adriana has, are you getting more closely knit with the community that you find yourself in, wherever that may be, the, the startup community, I'm, I'm thinking? You know, who do you surround yourself with on a, on a daily, weekly basis? Who do you spend the most time with? Are they serving you? Um, are they positive people? Are they you know, helping you on this journey that you're on? Um, you know, if you don't have such a close knit family, then there's loads of things going on to to find people who align with uh, with your mission and your values, um, and and who are there to support you. You know, wherever you may be, there's going to be events, um, connecting events, you know, networking events. Um, I always prefer the use the word connecting because that's what you're looking. You're looking to connect with people who can help you, who can support you on your journey. Um, and can understand the, the struggles, the challenges, the frustrations that, that we all have with regards to running a business. So, um, you know, get out from behind that laptop and um, get out and meet people. Uh, make that a, a resolution to do before New Year. Anything you want to do for a resolution, actually. I always say start now, November, December time uh, to do it so that it's then a habit by the time it comes around to the new year, something like 21, 28 days for something to become a habit. Read quite a few bits on this. Um, and testing, test everything, test absolutely everything. So Adriana has been testing what works from a sales point of view for her, be that as a, a pop-up shop, be that online, um, having multiple channels to be able to test things. And marketing as well, be that through social, through email, um, word of mouth, referrals, etc. Test everything um, and then reflect back, look at the results, what works, what doesn't work. So I'm going to be doing a lot of come December time, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, recording this before I heading off to uh, Australia and Dubai for a couple of weeks and then back for our last two events of the year. Um, Manchester, November the 27th, Bournemouth, uh, November the 29th. And then it'll be very much reflecting on all of the events that we've done over the last year, reflecting on all the podcast episodes, the guests we've had, the themes, and seeing how we can improve that and make it bigger and better um, for you in 2019. So have yourselves a great week and thank you for listening.
If you like this podcast and you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. You'll be able to see our upcoming events calendar for the UK. Pick up a ticket from as little as £10, which includes complimentary drinks and the opportunity to meet and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs, find a mentor or an investor. You'll also have the opportunity to meet our speakers and ask them your burning questions in person. Hope to see you there. If you're an entrepreneur looking to start or scale their business, then I'd love to help you. Being part of the Startup U community means we can help you in a number of ways. Simply go to Facebook and find Startup U Club through the different groups on there and join. We can help you in a number of different ways through daily inspiration and education, through to accessing funding, investment and mentoring. In fact, pretty much anything that you'll need on your startup journey. And if you've got a great story that you'd like to share, then I'd also love to hear from you. Just go to startupu.co.uk, click on the contact page and drop me a message. I'd also love to connect with you personally. It's at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn and Twitter and at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. And if you enjoyed listening to this particular episode, then please subscribe and I'd massively appreciate a review. All you need to do is click on the ratings and review tab on iTunes and leave us your thoughts on there. Until the next show, remember, don't wait. The time will never be right. Action always beats intention. So just screw it. Just do it. This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screw it, just do it to enter.